0: For this day, you've made it for us to rejoice and be glad in. Thank you, Lord, for your son Jesus, our Savior, Redeemer, and King. We love you, Lord. Thank you so much for saving us, living in us, assuring us of this covenant that we will be successful in it. So we thank you and we bless you for it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen and praise God. Amen. So I thought we'd talk a little bit about healing today. Amen. I know I usually just save that for the healing schools because we have several during the year but it's good to talk about healing all the time because we are uh, allowed to walk in divine health we're allowed to walk in a health that the world did not give to us and the world can't take it away and it is eternal so it's good to talk about it so we're going to talk about three people who studied And how God approved of them, amen? These people studied the things of God and God approved of them because we see it because their healing manifested as a result of study. (coughs) In 2 Timothy 2.15. It says, study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So there's a lot in that little scripture. Number one, you must study. Focus is so important. You think about it, when uh, Eve uh, ate of the tree that was forbidden to them, uh, she no doubt had transferred her faith from what God had told her into this new stuff that was being told her by the serpent. The serpent was the most subtle of the animals, and so subtlety has the ability to deceive And that's really the purpose of subtlety. It is to leave a question mark out there as to the meaning or put a question in something that you have held to and firmly believed. Amen. Uh, There are times when, you know, people will say, if I just hadn't done. Blank, blank, blank. I wouldn't have gotten myself into a spot where uh, this happened and that happened. I was told this and I was told that and it went downhill from there. And so the subtlety is what gets us. Subtlety means it doesn't look harmful on the surface, but in, in you, instead of putting a stop to it, you entertain it. And see Eve could have fought the devil on the on the premise that God's already spoken, and what are you talking to me for? You know I don't need your input for anything. And this is what happens when it's subtle. We don't put that automatic stop to it. We kind of listen to it. And, you know, many times people will kind of manipulate us with their uh, pity or, you know, you know, know, don't you turn on me. Everybody else has turned on me. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, Sometimes you just need to turn you know what I'm saying (laughs) I say see you later say oh no I won't turn on you don't promise people anything because you don't know where they're going you know Uh, you be responsible for you and let that happen but but um (coughs) she studied what the enemy said instead of holding on to what God said, you know, and studying what God said. And so uh, when he says study to show yourself approved unto God, study the things God tells you and leave the rest of the stuff alone. Amen. Just study what God tells you. and, and, And then God will approve of you at some point. He'll approve of your study. If you'll pay attention to what he says, take it to heart. Mutter it, chew on it, start investigating it, look deeply into it, Uh, do what God would do, you know, go to the depths of God and what He's showing you. Then He says, You will be a workman that will never be ashamed. That word ashamed also refers to being disappointed. It doesn't have anything to do with embarrassing yourself in front of people. It has to do with being disappointed. Like you hoped for something and it never came. And you were disappointed and ashamed and stayed in your shame. And so he says because you're rightly dividing the word of truth. Amen. So it's important that we understand what God thinks when he writes his word. You gotta get his mind, get his understanding, and it's possible to do, but it's seldom done on first glance. It's not like uh, schoolwork where you can memorize something until you get the test finished and then forget it. Memorize something else until you do that test and forget it. This is building revelation and understanding. It's allowing light and and um, and enlightenment to come into your soul. It's building your spirit, strengthening your spirit, edifying your spirit, man, making him strong. And so that's really what God's talking about when he's saying study to show yourself approved make sure I approve of the way you handle the word I approve of your thinking on these things that you have my approval that you've uh, uh, you know um, discerned correctly what I'm saying make sure you understand that I have something intended in my word for you and that you grab hold of that so this is all part of studying to show yourself approved unto God, he he has to to give the say so he has to give the approval, he has to give the okay to the way that you approach the word he doesn't want people involved in this in a superficial way he likes people who put him first, yield themselves totally to him and then see the great results that God will bring as a result of your studying. So your labor in the Lord is never in vain. Your study of the Word is never in vain. I mean, you can't rack up scriptural knowledge that will never be used. Uh, if you don't use it in this world, you got eternity to, to start building a life on as well. And so it's always good to. You can never have too much of God, too much of His Word, too much understanding, too much knowledge, too much revelation. It will all work for something uh, in your life. And once He approves of you, then you'll receive what God has for you that approval. The Bible says without faith it's impossible to please Him. So when people, when you please somebody, you get their approval about things and so when when you start mixing faith with God's word and the study and the understanding and the seeking and the knowledge and all of those things then God looks at you and pat you on your little head and say hey this sweet they just like their daddy they just like me I give you what you want <laughs> you know and so it's a relationship like that you can sense God's approval you know it comes in the form of peace It comes in the form of answered prayer, it comes in the form of, uh, Understanding and then get more understanding. Once you understand one thing, he leads you to something else. So he expects us to rightly divide the word of truth. When he approves of us, our healing will manifest. When he approves of your study, your healing will manifest. And you'll be able to maintain it. Because you'll have something in you that's able to fight to hold on to it. So there is a reward for studying until God approves of you. Amen. Uh, So uh, we'll talk about three people. We'll get to those. But study really comes through meditation. Amen. You've got to take that word and continue to chew on it and, and think about it and think about it. In your your free time, uh, in your quiet time, uh, think on what, what you're reading in the word. And if you don't really understand it, then question God about it. You know, uh, I think that's one thing the believer um, we're sometimes lacks in doing. Um well, God, what do you mean by that? You know, that's something that's, that's like normal because we're in such darkness. And so we get these little glimpses of light and flashes in our spirit of enlightenment by God. And, and we need to go further and ask him to help us to put it all together instead of doing things and seeing if we get results. You know, isn't that what we do sometimes? We'll confess the word, read the word, put, you know, put our time in, and then wait and see what kind of results we get. And I think it's far better to enter into a dialogue with God, enter into a, a transaction of understanding, questioning God, what does this really mean? And, you know, don't get so hung up in when and how long, but get an understanding. You're trying to understand Him. Understand what he says in his word and so forth and so on. So study does come through meditation and questioning God. The Holy Spirit always brings answers. He never fails. He is the comforter. So he's not going to leave you out there with a bunch of why and why not. He will bring you answers. Now, you may not think that the answers are what... Um, you know, you may not be pleased with the answers. You may not feel that uh, when your question gets answered that that's sufficient all the time. But God will give you answers to the things that you don't understand. The things that are pertinent to your life, you will get answers for. There's some things that really are not pertinent. And God may not come with that. But he will come with a comfort for you. That will give you a peace about things. And that's the greatest thing about God. He always wants us to live in peace. Don't ever be so hungry for to know things or demanding God uh, to tell you things out of season but just trust him and understand you know and sometimes um, our further knowledge is dependent upon us utilizing the knowledge that we have so far so this isn't a contest an IQ test to accumulate points but these are things that you need necessary building blocks for your life God will always make sure you have the necessary building blocks for your life and so when God begins to respond with answers he will give us understanding and understanding leads to faith. once you've settled your questions it's easier for you to have confidence in what God's telling you and once you get some some understanding of some things the confidence comes one of the reasons for the teaching gift and the teaching ministry in the office of the teacher is to bring understanding to the body of Christ to kind of unravel some of these mysteries for us and help us with understanding so you're not out there by yourself questioning God he always has able teachers in the body of Christ who can teach you and help you to gain understanding of things that you need to understand so it's Understanding and not repet- repetition—that is the key to faith. So many times we get into repetition mode because your your carnal man will slip over into works very easily if you don't continue to study. If you if you question God outside of the realm of knowledge of the Word, it's easy for your carnal man to start picking up answers for you and trying to supply answers and understanding for instance if you want to know why it's taken so long to get a prayer answered ask God and many times we don't want to ask that question because we're scared the answer will point to us as not having something that we need Or having something that God's looking for. When you think about it, God supplies everything for us. He supplies the faith. He supplies uh, the life in your spirit. All of that comes from the spirit of Christ that dwells in you. And so God's supplying everything. How can we lack? Amen you're not You're not here on trial to see how good a boy or how good a girl you can be, so God quotes "Santa Claus can give you something. Amen. You're building a life with your father. you're building a life in a family. and so God has supplied everything that we need in the person of Jesus Christ. If he dwells in you, you've got it all. But you have to rely on that as the source for all of the things that you need. When you learn how to rely on God, then you'll be confident that, that you know, instead of questioning and fearing the answer, you'll be confident that whatever he tells you is doable. If you've got to do anything. Sometimes all you have to do is slap yourself out of doubt. Amen. Because many times questions come because we doubt. Hmm? How long is it gonna take? What you're doing, you're really doubting you're gonna get it or not. Well because faith really understands it doesn't matter how long, right? And so we can be content whatever state we're in. And many times the enemy will agitate you and make you malcontent or discontented. And and it's in, in response to him that we start to question. Well, you if you question because the devil's poking at you, you're over in the flesh anyway and you're not going to get a response from God. But if you come to his throne and you humble yourself, And you ask him, you petition him And you try to get understanding Then God will help you and help you greatly So studying to show yourself approved Also means to get understanding Amen. So it's understanding, not repetition That is the key to faith So in all you're getting, get understanding Make sure you understand what God expects if faith is merely a matter of confessing a repetition, then a robot can have faith. Amen. It's like um the, when when the uh, Jesus made his entry into Jerusalem and, and the Pharisees were rebuking the people and, and uh from from worshiping him and or worshiping God and Jesus said if you know, oh no, the the time they replied and said, We're sons of Abraham, you know bragging on their genealogy and Jesus said God can raise up these stones to praise him you know what I'm saying I mean if he just wanted noise he can get that out of anything but God wants to help us to live in his image and that image must include a life of faith you cannot get anything from God without faith it's just plain and simple so instead of throwing a tantrum kicking and screaming and whining and bawling and squalling as they say Uh, study to show yourself approved unto God go get in his word so you can talk to him and learn and understand and faith is merely a matter of copying movements inflection volume in our voice than a machine can have faith. Amen. So it's not about how loud, how long, how anything is what's in your heart. And studying God's word puts that word in your heart. Amen. And faith is a heart thing. You want your heart filled with God's word before you start trying to confess anything, quote-unquote, into existence, which we don't. It exists already without our confession. You got me? And so when we confess, that helps us to solidify what we believe. It helps us to make what we believe even more real. And so when your faith gets to the volume that God can hear it and God can see it and he knows it's not going anywhere, then that's when we have the things that we desire. And so and sometimes it's just good to believe God's word, whether it's attached to something material or not. Sometimes you need to believe God's words so you can have peace, you can have understanding, you can have joy, you can have relationship. All of those things are very, very necessary so that we can live the life God wants us to live. But faith comes. Amen. It's not manufactured. It comes. And it is released to us by the Holy Spirit when we hear the word of God. So there is faith riding on the spoken word of God. There is faith riding on the listened to word of God there is faith writing on God's word so we must mix the word with our faith so you make a decision to believe what you hear now doubt will always question what you hear You have to let that question go. God's word is not up for debate whether you believe it or not. God's word is you can make the decision to believe God at any time. Amen? At any time. It doesn't have to take time. You know, sometimes we we listen to the word and we don't expect anything to happen. It's just a collection of words. And so we have to allow God to be in charge of when that word manifests in our life. So if that's going to happen, we have to believe it's going to happen at any time you know you're not you're not the one who determines the times and the seasons for when that word will manifest and will produce what God wants it to produce so you mix the word with your faith and that's easy to do it's just a decision you decide to quit doubting quit making excuses quit You know, falling back into your old patterns. Correct yourself. When you find yourself in your old patterns, you make the decision to believe God's word. And you edify your spirit by speaking the word to yourself. Speaking the word out loud. Speaking the word into situations that are contrary to God's word. You have to, the spoken word is for you more than anybody it's not impressing God he already knows his word but it's to help you and so speaking the word to yourself is part of your study Mm -hmm. you ever uh, tried to memorize a poem I used to do that when I was in school and you know you 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 couldn't just memorize a poem and not ever speak it once you spoke it it was easier for you to put to memory right And so, you know, your teachers would tell you, well, I'm going to get so-and-so, you know, memorize that poem, and I'll give you some extra credit. That was always the hook. So uh, Rachel lives off extra credit stuff. Huh? So, yeah, she knows how to you know some kids are just smart, they know how to make it through, and she'll find out, oh yeah, I'll do that thing, and then I can pass anyway, you know what I'm saying okay, so. but anyway um uh, but you you have to understand that when you memorize things, they are registered in your brain. Amen. And and they tend to stay in there. You know, uh, I can remember, I've, I've memorized poems and I can recite them sometimes. I sit and I think and I start saying part of it, the rest of it is just there. So the human memory has uh, a great capacity, amen, for, and, and you got to know that about the mind of Christ in you. It has a great capacity for understanding. You know, you're not lacking in anything. You know, God doesn't care. He knew you was a dropout when you dropped out. He knew you wasn't paying attention when you weren't paying attention. But he still called you and promised you certain things. You understand what I'm saying? He don't care about none of that. He said, listen, I'm not just taking A students. I'm taking the Z's, the D's, the C's. Amen. Amen. The literates, the illiterates. (laughs) <laughs> whatever wherever you went to school he knew you was there when you went there and amen and dropped out when you dropped out amen there's a man on the radio in cleveland and he says You've got to break it down like I can believe. He's Italian too. You know, he's always talking about some, some guy they sent to prison and gave him more time than anybody who he knows about. He's always mentioning him about how unfair that is, you know. But, uh,. I only got a 10th grade. I dropped out in the 10th grade. And so, you know, he's real boasting about it and stuff like that. But, you know, look at how far he's gone. He's got his own radio program. He's been a radio personality for years. Um, uh, Sponsors like his commercials when he does their commercials I think they're terrible you know it said oh my goodness this this is on the radio yeah where'd he go this guy you know that kind of stuff but hey he's on there you know what I'm saying so there's room for everybody everywhere amen and that is not to belittle education. If you want it, go get it. You understand? But understand that you're getting it because you want it, not because it guarantees you anything in life. Only God can guarantee you what you want out of life. So, we have to mix the word with faith. Amen? That is when that is making a decision to believe God's word. When you could believe other things, like symptoms. Amen. Like bank account, uh, <laughs> bank account totals, all of that stuff. You believe God's word instead of believing what you see, and so that's where the challenge is. How engaged are you into spiritual things, and how disengaged are you to spiritual things? Psalm ninety-five eight tells us not to harden our hearts. Against the word when we hear it. Man, do not because that provokes God. He doesn't, just like when you were, uh, those of you who were parents, when you were disciplining your children. If they rebelled against you, that didn't sit well with you. Well, God doesn't want us to rebel against him either by rebelling against his word. So don't harden your hearts against the word when you hear it. But decide to believe it. Make a decision to believe the word of God whenever you hear it. The people decided, uh, the people that we're going to talk about decided to believe. It was just a split second decision. They just said, okay. They said yes and amen to what God was offering. And they received the promise. So whatever their motive, they decided to hear and believe what they heard. I can remember when I was newly studying healing and I would see Jesus did certain things in the Bible and I thought, oh, okay, let me go do that. And when nobody got healed, I realized there was more more to it than that. (laughs) I realized you had to study. Men, you must study to show yourself approved. Now, people say things like, well, I know I don't study as much as you. Say, well, this is not a contest between me and you. This is about your life before God. God's got to approve of you. I don't know what you do. And it's not my business. But if you will listen and hear and believe what God has to say to you, then God can approve of what you do and you'll see the results of it in a positive way. So uh, I thank God I, I questioned him as to why I didn't see the results that he got in the word. And people say, well, Jesus had the spirit without measure. I said, yeah, but he said we can do the same things because he's disciples in there with him doing the same thing. So we have to make sure that we stay with the word. Don't take no for an answer, but stay with what God tells you. So I asked him, God, why I didn't get his same results he did. And it was that I needed. To study until he approved of my study. Now, approval always brings an unction, amen, to utilize what you believe. So you must believe that, amen. He, He study is not, he just leaves you there or never gives you an exam or never gives you any confirmation. That he approves of you. But study and knowledge will always result in an unction to perform on your faith. And an open door to the gifts of the Holy Spirit needed to complete the job. Amen. So this is very important for you to understand. It's not magic. It doesn't just come out of nowhere. But when God approves of your study that's verified or validated with an unction to move in the direction of that and all you need to complete the job. Got me? So it's not without verification. I mean, it's not like... Say like when you get a course in the natural you get a grade right well the unction and the anointing are your grade that means that he approves of you in that once you get those things make sure to stay within the parameters of what you're given and not try to step beyond what you're given amen and don't uh, ignore what you're given. It's to be released to humanity, and He wants us to be faithful with it. So you get an unction, the anointing, and the the anointing includes the gifts that are needed to get the job done. So you don't have to try to get a word for somebody or try to get, you know what I'm saying? Some some super thing. Uh, to to uh, draw attention to your prayer or anything like that. Just move with what God's given you. Amen. And, and uh, have faith that He wants what you're doing to be successful. He didn't send you to fail. He sent you to succeed. Amen. And so once you understand that, uh, you'll be able to, to fit very nicely into what God is doing in the earth. And you'll have confidence Amen? Uh, We need to understand that faith gives us understanding. Once you start to believe something, you get understanding. I know it's hard for people to put that together. But you must believe before understanding comes. Other than that, the heathen could be a master in performing the things of God. And they're locked out of the realm of knowledge for the heathen. So, uh, you get understanding through faith. Hebrews 11.3 says, By faith we understand. Got me? It's like some people say things like, um, uh, Well, if God, if God wants me to prosper, how come I don't win the lottery? See, that's, that's no faith there. And so, they're looking for God to do something carnal. And foolish before they'll believe. God says if you believe first, then you'll see. So by faith, you begin to understand. Like for instance, if you're reading the Bible, the scripture says we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Now if you don't have faith in that, you'll be out there like the rest of the the big bang theory people, the evolution theory people, all those people who have another version of how the earth was created if you don't believe first. You've got to believe what the word of God says. In the beginning he created everything. Amen. And so when we look at that, we understand that faith is the key to understanding, not the reverse. So you don't understand first and then get faith. You must have faith first and then you'll get understanding and you'll be able to rightly divide the word of truth when it comes to you. So, so you'll understand. You won't take some kind of carnal understanding for the word. You'll get. Uh, a good understanding of the word of God. And, and follow on the, you know where God has you. Get, get as much as you can where you are. I can't stress that enough. Because one of the tests for, for the newest uh, generation of believers out there. Is to find out where they belong. Who is supposed to teach them. And stay under that authority. I mean it is very important because you can't take a little bit here, a little bit there, a little you'd be God if you did that. And see, many times we don't we don't want to have the discipline that it takes to stay under the influence God has for us at the time. Even if it seems boring to you, or seems wrong, or you know so and so's teaching this and that. Look at all the people going there, and look at all the books and all that. You have to stay away. From that. That's a temptation to stray away from where God has planted you. So you have to. You know, it takes a lot of discipline to get get where you need to go in God. I know many times we think uh, people don't really understand us or this isn't relevant or that's, oh, she's teaching that again. She's just beating that dead horse. Yeah, as you. <laughs> get up, dead horse, and start chomping on this so that you can get strong in it and move on, you know? And so many times it takes a discipline to stay with what God has given you. Just like a marriage that goes dead after a while, God has life to breathe on it, He wants to revive it. You don't switch partners because you don't know what to do with this one anymore. You have to stay with what God gives you. It's a discipline that you, I got to stay with y'all. I know I threatened to get my Asians in here, but I ain't done it yet. They come, they welcome, but I ain't jumped ship yet. You know, so you, you have to understand it's a discipline that we all have to go through. Amen. And so it's good to stay where God has you. Be committed there. Uh, get get all the understanding that it takes faith to do that. God, you put me here. I'm going to stay here. Uh, you know, I don't like it or it's dry and it looks like more fun over there where they are. But I'm going to stay with this because I know this is where you put me. Amen. So when, when you want results in God, you have, there is a way to get it. He's telling us the way to get it. Study. Have faith in what you study. Get God's approval. And it will be validated by power. Amen. So when he approves, the power follows. Amen. So Jesus approved of the disciples when he taught them. They didn't keep going back and sit under the Pharisees and come back and question everything that he, you know what I'm saying, when you're under a teacher. Now, they were very strict about it. a Jewish education, you were assigned to a mentor or a rabbi or a teacher. And you stayed under that teacher's authority, under their assignment. Amen. You were assigned there. You didn't jump um, back and forth everywhere. You stayed there, and so Jesus was able to anoint all of them at one time. So he had 100% class participation, even Judas. You understand what I'm saying? And so it didn't say he he singled anybody out. And then there were more that wanted to be a part of that. So there were 70 more people. That he uh, that he approved of their study so that he could anoint them. So get his approval. I see people who crave power and you won't get it that way. Your cravings will never take the place of understanding and they won't take the place of study. So you have to, I mean, it's good to desire earnestly, you know, the things of God. But just you wanting it is not going to get it. You got to be disciplined. You got to study. You got to stay where God tells you to stay. So, when you study, you're seeking understanding. Faith understands and leads to more faith. Understanding leads to more faith. Amen. So, by faith you understand, and then understanding leads to more faith. You get comfortable speaking about things. You get comfortable when you think about them. You don't have a bunch of questions. It's kind of solid in you. Just like God had to put... The fact that we were saved solidly on the inside of us. It happened through meditation. It happened through being challenged by the enemy about whether or not we were saved. And we always came up with the answer. Hey, wait a minute. I'm saved. I confess Christ. I know who I am. You understand me? Same thing about healing. Same thing about anything else we get from God. It cannot be doubted and it cannot be cast down as an errant thought. It has to be made totally a. Part of us, Amen. So, uh, we're going to talk about who the centurion first. I'll see where he is. Well, let me go to Matthew chapter eight. See if I want to do that one. I hope that's the one I decided to do. And, you know, studying in God is not the same thing as book learning. It's totally different. This you take with you in your mind, in your heart. Um, When you study subjects in school, you don't hide that stuff in your heart. It's just all in your head to be regurgitated. Now, you might get a body of knowledge that you can use later amen but but you'll have to put that together yourself but what's in your heart is locked in there by God so it's a different type of learning so don't limit yourself uh, in learning the things of God based on what you how well you did or didn't do in school and all that kind of stuff it, it's totally different it's totally different you know he can God can teach you anything. Amen. Anything. So take good notes and and reflect on that because when you start understanding and reflecting, it's easier if you stay engaged. You know, as much as you can study. People who study, write, 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 and jot things down and make sure you know you punctuate them. When you do that, you got two witnesses. You you hear and you write and you begin to go back over your notes and study. and as some people are really good note takers. I would grab Pastor Shirley's notebook or, or Shannon or Ms. Juana because they wrote down everything. I could pretty much find out where I left off the day before. I, was, oh, I got it all jumbled, Miss Bus, what you got down there, you know. And, and so, and that's a blessing because that points to being studious and it means you put forth extra effort to get it. You got to get it, folks. And that's what God means when he says study. You know you got to put in effort to get this Amen so that's what he wants He wants you to to help yourself By putting forth the right effort So I think it's Matthew chapter Which one did I have Was it 8 Okay Yeah 8 and verse maybe like 15 or so Five, Like I said Like I said Oh this is Centurion right Yeah uh, when, it, it, uh, oh, five, did I say, or one? Five, eight, five. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, when Jesus entered into Capernaum, they came to him a centurion, beseeching him and saying, Lord, my servant lies at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. Jesus said, I will come and heal him. I will come and heal him. Now, that was Jesus' offer. Which was declined. (laughs) Amen. Now listen. Don't look strange because we do it all the time. (laughs) Jesus says. I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to. Make you a minister of the gospel. I'm going to. Uh, you know, bring you a husband or a wife. I'm going to. And what do we do? We forget. No, we drop it and run off and do it ourselves. Uh huh. He, The do it yourself ministry, the do it yourself marriage, the do it yourself schooling, the do it yourself property you buy, the do it yourself everything. So, what Jesus does here is something that's interesting. And it's called reasoning. Write that down. Reasoning. Because that's important. And sometimes you don't understand things because you don't pick out the important things. Because that's what's missing with people. is reasoning with God. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with it. He says, come let us reason together. Though your sins be as scarlet, they will be as white as snow. So what God is saying here is that you're over here with what you believe, I'm over here with what I believe, and I want to bring them together so that you drop what you think And you believe what I believe. You got me? And so the only way God is going to do that is if we reason with him. Amen? And he is open to allowing us to do that. I'm not talking about bargaining. I'm not talking about bartering. I'm not talking about trying to buy his favor. But I'm talking about getting understanding. So this is how you get understanding is that you reason with God. God. Now, when Jesus offers to come to this man, this man refuses. So Jesus is open to understand why. Man, sometimes if we, we don't believe that we can be healed immediately, then God will prompt us to continue to believe and when we feel our faith is complete, Then the healing moves in. You got me? There are times when your faith for something is not in the right now. For instance, if your experience with God has been that it takes about three weeks or two days or something to get something, then you'll probably stay in that flow because it's familiar and it's comfortable to you. He's not going to force you out of that. Faith is faith to him. Uh, I remember who was a Jesse Duplantis did that sermon. One more night with the frogs, you know, where people don't want instant deliverance; they want to hang on to stuff or making excuses for it. And oh, you don't understand, this hurts so bad. And the doctor said this and that. You know, they tell their case. And so God, in reasoning, wants to move you from over here where you don't want it to here where He is. He wants to give it to you immediately, so He brings you somewhere in the middle and that's what happened with this man he this man studied though to bring himself to the conclusion that Jesus will meet his need where he is Jesus will meet your need where you are You've got to understand that. He will meet your need where you are. So some people are looking at, well, i got to have this much faith, and I'm going to go over here in my corner and try to build it up and then come bring it out to Jesus and show him i got all this right here. It doesn't work like that. You don't build up anything apart from God and then come show him how good a kid you are, and he'll give it to you. It's not a merit system. It's faith, and that's different. So he says uh, the centurion and he says uh, grievously tormented Jesus said I will come and heal him and the centurion answered and politely said no and he said it on this basis Lord I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof but speak the word only and my servant shall be healed now, how did he come to the conclusion that he could tell Jesus, I don't want you to do it the way you want to do it. I want you to do it the way I want to do it. Because we all do that. It always has to come a way that makes sense to us by what we've reasoned out and what we've studied and what we understand. And so the man begins to explain this decline, and he says, no, don't trouble yourself. I know that this way will work, and I want you to work it this way for a specific reason. There are things that you want, but you can't see where you are over here meeting where Jesus is over here because there's this great gulf in the middle. You don't know how to bridge that gap. I'm over here and I'm in pain and my symptoms don't seem to be getting any better. But in the word I see that by his stripes I was already healed. How do you bring those two things together? See, when you bring them together, it's based on your knowledge, your experience, your understanding. You'll be able to see in these examples Jesus tailor-made healing for everybody write that down he has to tailor make it for you which means you have got to talk to him about it this conversation must take place this dialogue this inner dialogue you look at the people that got healed they had an inner dialogue the woman with the issue of blood said within herself she talked to herself about it that's part of studying talking to yourself about what you need from God is part of studying he has to approve of your study and you have to rightly divide it you've got to come up with the right answer from what you study and what you believe and so this is how this man came up with the right answer how do we know he had the right answer because he got what he asked for exactly the way he expected it And this is what we do. See, it's hard for us to believe that Jesus will let us get it the way we want it, but eventually that is what happens. Amen. We get it the way it's comfortable for us, the way our study has dictated it will come. It's tailor made for our needs. Don't be afraid to talk to God about where you are, what you don't understand. Quit asking yourself why I don't have it yet. Stop it. What's the problem? Stop it. You know what the problem is. The problem is you don't have it. (laughs) Knowing why you don't is not going to help you. All you're going to do is start arguing with that. You know, if, if I tell Miss Clydell, I said, Miss Clydell the wait reason your shoes your feet hurt is your shoes too little. Well this is the this right size. I always wear this size and I she I'm gonna get nothing but an argument with her about them shoes. So I leave that alone. When she tired of them cramps and hurties, she will go get her something that fits better. You got me? I was looking at who was it somebody I, I'm not going to say the name but a person a celebrity person and I said Why who, who picks their clothes how does somebody with all that money dress like that you understand what I'm saying clothes never fit them right they're not flattering it's like just go back in the house you know what i'm saying on, oh, now it ain't that hard <laughs> just get a bigger size darling whatever i don't know i'm gonna stop but you must you understand my point it's it it has to be fitting it, and it can't be an argumentative thing where you let your brain continually argue against the word and say, so, well, I did this and I did that and I did this and I did that. If you've done everything, you'd have it. But really, having done all, you should still be standing on what you've done. So it's not an answer of I did it already. Okay, I'm doing it. I'll do it more. If that's the answer, I've been doing that and I'm on the right track, so I'm going to keep doing it. That's the answer. And so it's never I did it and, it's, and, 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 and that's the answer. When you say, I did that already. Would well, you shut the door to it helping you? Because you mean I did that. Now what else you got? There is nothing else. We got the word. You go know? and, and stay with the word. So he says this. This man says this. He says I've come to a conclusion about you, Jesus. I figure something out. He says here uh, I'm a man under authority, and what he meant to say was just like you. I see you're a man. I'm a man. I'm under authority. You're under authority. Because a natural man does not do the things that you do unless he's under somebody who's got more power than a natural man does. So the first thing that you do is when you're trying to bring it together from where God has it and where you are, you find a place to identify and connect with the Lord. Jesus walked this earth just like a man Amen He was a man I'm sorry He walked the earth as a man He was subject to feel like we feel To experience life like we experience All of these things Yet he was able to get himself into a place Where he totally believed the Father Because he came up with the power To change people's lives and that's what you got to do if Jesus can do it I can too because he did it all by the same power, the power of his word and the power of the Holy Spirit that would ignite that word and would cause him to to be challenged in what was going on. You got me? And so when you, when you understand that, when you can connect with him, like most people would say, well how dare he compare himself with Jesus? Jesus was a great prophet and here this man's a Roman and he's, you find the bible sinners did that more than the people of of the hebrew uh, culture did why because they heard the word and they put faith in it and faith will make you make the right connection it will make you make the right identification every single time so you'll see a lot of these gentiles never missed it they got it why? Because they weren't full of religion. They weren't full of rules and regulations. Washing hands, washing pots. is not the Sabbath. It's not this. It's not that. They were not using their faith. So if you're using your faith, you'll get understanding like this man did. He says, I'm just like you. Revelation number one, you've got to see yourself just like Jesus. You've got to see that he was a man. That had to fight with the elements of the world just like you do. But the, the centurion says something. He says, I'm under authority. Now, see, everybody that walks the earth can make the same connection. Because you're as is, is, is individuals, we're under somebody's authority. If you're living at home, you're under your parents' authority. If you're a Christian, you're under God's authority. If you're a wife, you're under your husband's authority. If you're at your job, you're at your, under your boss's authority. You got me? So everybody that lives and breathes can identify with this connection. You are all under authority. He says, I have soldiers under me. I say to this man, go. And he never refuses me. He goes. And I say to another one, come. Just the opposite thing. And he obeys. He says, and to my servant, I said, do this. And he does it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to them that followed. Now listen, watch this guy right here. This is important for us to understand because when Jesus would stop and get an example and single that person out to share and and get people to understand how this person came to the conclusion of faith that they did, it's an important building block for us. Number one, the centurion identified with Jesus. He says, I'm under authority and I understand authority. I understand that everything that you say happens. Just like everything I say to those under me happens. And he said, therefore, I'm telling you, stay right where you are. Don't come to my house. Just speak the word. And my servant will be healed. Now this man had studied this out to the degree that he had no doubt that Jesus did not need to come. That man looked at it and he said, the way he's doing this is with his words. He's not necessarily doing it with his touch. Even though Jesus would lay hands on many people and impart the anointing. But he says, without the word, the touch doesn't mean anything So he says, like God says, I honor my word above my name. Just like we can pray and intercede for people and they can be healed. It's the word. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. So the same word that Jesus could speak right then and right there was the word that he He was able to get his servant healed with. And he said, truly I say to you, I have not found so great faith. So when you take God at his word, that is great faith. Amen. Make note of that, please. Because we always wondering, well, my faith ain't big enough. It's big enough. I keep saying it, nothing happens. If you really believe in God's word, that's great faith. If you can take him at his word, he says that's great faith. And I found so great faith, no no, not in Israel. I say to you that many shall come from the east and west, and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven, but the children of the kingdom shall be cast into outer darkness. And that's true about a lot of church people. You know, we don't use the word like we should. We kind of take it for granted, thinking, oh, it'll come later. Before you know it, it's 10, 12 years down the road, and it hasn't happened yet. So when's it going to happen for you? So Jesus said unto the centurion, go your way. As you have believed, so be it done unto you. And the servant was healed. From that self-same hour. Now over in, let me see where the other account is because I have both of them. Luke 7. Let me look over at that one real quick. 7 starting in verse... um, we we're going verse 7 this is about the centurion we're up to the taut place where he besought him instantly saying that he was not worthy amen and this was the other issue with the centurion he told Jesus don't come to my house I'm not a Jew I'm not worthy for you to come under my roof but I believe you anyway I'm not believing because of who I am. I'm believing because of who you are. You got me? So I've studied you and I understand how you work. And he says. For I am a man, verse 8, said under authority, having under me soldiers, I say to one, Go and he goes, another, Come and he comes, to my servant, do this and he doesn't. When Jesus heard these things, he marveled at him, turned him about, and said to the people that followed him, I say to you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. And they that were sent, returning to the house, found the servant whole that had been sick, and it came to pass the day after that he went to the city of Nain and many of his disciples with him and much people. Now, that's not what I really wanted to see in that. That There was an account where I thought it was he said he, inqu- he inquired as to what hour that person was healed. That's probably another story. But he found that at the minute that Jesus spoke, that servant received his healing. Amen. Just as he said, so when you believe the word of God, just his word over everything else that goes on, that is great faith. See? We think that it's going to take forever and it's going to take this and take that. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm confessing the word. I'm believing the word. But it, it will come to pass, just as God said. But looking at that word only and not at symptoms Just like Abraham considered not his body. He just looked at what God told him. That's great faith. That's strong faith. So if you could ignore everything else that's going on. And look solely at what God says. Your faith is great, Amen. So don't play uh, play cheap. The fact that you're you're studying the Word and you're believing the Word. That Word is what will heal you, Amen. He considers it great faith. So. Yep, so uh, this guy was able to put everything together the right way, come up with the right answer, and that is put his faith in God, tell Jesus he didn't have to come, Amen. Now you don't know if it was that the servant, he wasn't sure the servant was still alive long enough or whatever, but he felt very much unworthy. He realized his status next to Christ, but he says, I can identify with him in, in, in one way, and so I'm going to use that place where I identify with Jesus to build on so that I can build confidence in him that he will come and do what I've asked him to do. And so these things, Things are are kind of easy. If you study the word and you really reason it out and you ask God and you go to the Lord with these things, you'll be able to do the same thing that this centurion guy did. And that is come up with your your promise answered because your faith will be great. Matthew 15, starting in verse 21. I think this is the lady with the devil-possessed daughter. verse 22 behold a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried in saying Lord have mercy on me O Lord thou son of David my daughter is grievously vexed with a devil have mercy on me because my daughter is sick now this is a cry of self-pity. And many of us start out that way. Why me, God? You know, you'll see people that eventually get healed have started out with the why me's of their situation. Why is this happening to me? Oh, I thought I was supposed to be healed. I've been saved long enough. I remember ministering to a woman that, that would get better. Um... Off and on. She, She traveled with us for about maybe six or... Or nine months to a year. She had cancer. And um, the Lord led me to, somebody had mentioned her to me. I think somebody was in the ministry, told me about, it was her boss's wife. And they were in a Baptist church. And she said, I just can't figure out why this happened to me. I, I said, well, God, am I saved? And uh, a lot of questions that that people go through when they're trying to find an answer instead of going to the Word. You know, there are times when you want a mental answer, something that makes sense to your carnal mind, and God won't answer that kind of stuff. He'll answer faith questions. He'll answer things that are pertinent. He only deals with what's important to your situation. Asking if you're saved, you ought to know you're saved. Why would you question that? You know, if things happen to you, it's not because. He says good and bad come to everybody. In the world, you're going to have trouble. But be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. He tells you don't feel sorry for yourself because things are happening to you. They happen to everybody. You're not being singled out. And so this woman is a Canaanite. She's from another land. And sometimes people feel when they don't measure up according to the standards they think are set. See, Jesus was sent to his own, to the Jewish people. But anybody who had faith could receive from him. And people found that out as they followed him. They said, oh, look at her. She's from my community. She got her healing. Her kigay. I can go too. You understand what I'm saying? And so this lady had probably... Follow Jesus enough to know that he was healing people that weren't Jews. He healed a lot of Gentiles. But she doesn't quite know how that happens. She can't figure it out. So she's going to him the best way she knows how. And she mm-hmm. thinks kind of like, well, if, I, if he feels sorry for me, maybe that will make him do it. Maybe pity will help him too to do something for me and she comes to him and she says have mercy on me O Lord thou son of David my daughter is grievously vexed with the devil well she's just repeating what she's heard other people say she doesn't know what son of David means she doesn't know what any of this but she wants some pity because she's burdened with a kid that's sick and it's not fair to me all my neighbors have well children and I got the sick one so why did I get saddled with this and so as you can tell there's no faith in that conversation you can tell there's no faith because of verse 23 he did not answer her God always answers faith he always responds to faith. If it's just to tell you you need more, he'll respond. <laughs> if he a little bit of faith, he'll respond to the little bit that you put forth. He answered her not a word, and his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away. She's bugging us. Mm-hmm. This is the entourage. The important people who think everybody else is a small fish compared to them. And he answered and said, I'm only sent to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. So he begins to uh, locate her isher, as it were. See, whenever we go to God and we don't really believe... We do that because we still got issues inside of us. There are issues that keep our faith from being expressed. And her issue is, she's like the centurion. She don't feel worthy because she's not of the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And Jesus knows it. He says, now this lady is testing me to see if I'll do what she asks, and she's afraid I won't because she's an outsider. She doesn't understand that it's faith and faith alone that's getting me to move. So what does he do? He works on her to get her to express the faith that she has see, there was something that brought her to him, and it wasn't a dare. It wasn't, well, I'm going to push him to see if he's going to do something for my kid. She really wants her daughter healed. But she's approaching it. She's not opening up her heart to him for fear of being rejected because of who she is. A lot of times we don't ask God for things because we think we're not going to get them. We think they're too big for him to do for us or he'll do other people. But no, where I, what I have is just enough. I, just, I don't need all that, God. On mm. So there's an issue there, something unresolved, something that keeps us from expressing our heart to God. Because she first t- tries pity, take pity on me because my daughter's a pain. I'm sick of her. She's just so much, well, you, you just don't know what I have to go through. If if you just knew my day, and, you know, I get up in the morning, I have to do this and I have to do that. And then, you know, I have all this work to do. I got other kids and my this one daughter is acting up. and blah blah blah. blah, blah. You ever see people that have children that wind up overcoming some of the worst obstacles, handicaps and things of that nature? But they don't talk like this. They believe. They say, God, I know you gave me this child for a reason. This child has something that they can do. You wouldn't have given me a child that can't do anything either to help themselves or enjoy life or, you know, You do that with enough people, you wind up with Special Olympics. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it gets that big because you believe in what God created. You got me? And so when you start doing things with faith in God, you'll start to see extraordinary results. And Jesus wants her to express her faith because he knows she's got faith in her somewhere or she would not have come to him. Sometimes we'll we'll deny. God God will say, "Well, you know, I've got this for you and that for you." And we'll think about it and shut it down. Uh too too wonderful to think about not little old me you know that kind of stuff and so we really have to believe we have to believe that God will give us extraordinary results for our little efforts so he answered her not a word the disciples want to kick her out he tells her I am sent not but to the lost sheep of the house of Israel and she came and worshipped him saying Lord help me so she finally begins to open up her heart But she really doesn't know how. He's telling her, I'm here for the the nation of Israel. In other words, not you. And so she keeps pursuing him with whatever faith she has. I can tell you that the more you pursue with the small amount of faith you have, even though your heart's trying to shut down the rest of it, God will start to open you up so that he gets the full expression of your faith at some point. And she said, he she said she wouldn't leave him alone. This is the persistence prayer. This is the the power of persisting and not being turned away. Cuz twice she could have been turned away already, but she persists. Do you know that every time your faith meets resistance it gets stronger not weaker. We think it's getting weak or weaker because we get a no answer. But it's getting stronger every time you get a no answer. And he says... She says, Lord, help me, still begging, and he says, it's not right to take the children's bread and give it to dogs. And she said, yeah, that's true. She said, but yet the dogs eat of the master's table. She said, I get the crumbs. I don't have to sit at the table, but you better give me something. You're the only one who can help me, and I know it. I don't care if it's a fine dining. I don't care if it's a doggy bag. I don't care if it's the bones and the crumbs. It's going to help my daughter. You got me? And so Jesus said to her, O woman, great is your faith. Be it unto you even as you will. Now her study, if you look at her talking to Jesus, imagine that as us going into the word. Instead of Jesus being there to interact with us physically, that's the word. When you go into the word and you don't have it settled, you go back and get more word. And you don't have it settled. And you go back and get, you keep going back to the source where you've been, uh, where something inside you uh, hits that word and tells you it's not for you. You keep going back to it until that thing caves in and and you come out saying, that word is for me. It's not that it's not for me. That thing is for me. Because every time I go to the word, it's there. Like many times we'll, we'll be thinking, well, God doesn't want me to have that. Anymore because it's been so long. But then you go back to the the Lord in prayer and you ask him and he reassures you he still has that on your plate, on your schedule. Amen. Well, how can that be, God? It's been so long. He's still holding it for you. So he never changes on what he promises us. It's still promised. The test is for us to hold on. In the midst of obstacles and time passing and all that stuff, just keep holding on and believe it's going to come. Amen? It will come. If you believe, it'll come. Amen? It definitely will come. So this lady, gets she passes her final exam. The final exam first, it was ignoring her. I'm not going to talk to you. Then later on he just tells her, "Mm, I'm not coming for you, I've come from the nation of Israel. Because he knew that's what she thought. See, many times the Holy Spirit will read your thoughts and address them. You notice he didn't cancel her out when he found out what she thought. He addressed the thoughts, so he's reasoning with her. He's getting her from way over here with her need. And him being way over here with the answer, he's bringing them closer and closer together every single time until they meet. And then finally he knocks down every excuse in her head as to why she can't have it. And he finally tells her, (laughs) you're a dog. That's what you think about yourself because that's what you think the Jewish people think about you. That's why you've been skirting around what you need the whole conversation we've had. Amen. Sometimes we skirt around things with God because we're afraid. He doesn't want us to have them. And he wants us to stay in the word until we're sure that they belong to us and get it out of the Word. Amen. There are many things you can get on your own, but you want to get what you need from God through His Word. Amen. And He'll bring it to you. The last example is that we have in Luke chapter 8. And I think this is the woman with the issue of blood. Amen. Studying. To show yourself approved unto God. You've got to stay with it to study it. You've got to not expect a no answer. you got to expect a yes answer when you study. Amen. So Luke chapter 8 verse 43. A woman having an issue of blood 12 years, which has spent all her living upon physicians, neither could be healed of any, came up behind him, touched the border of his garment. Immediately the issue of her blood was stopped. And Jesus said, Who touched me? When all denied, Peter and they that were with him said, Master, the multitude is thronging you and you're asking who touched you. He says, Somebody has touched me for I perceive virtue has gone out of me. And then when the woman saw she was not hid, she came trembling and falling down before him and declared unto him before all the people for what cause she had touched him. And she was healed immediately. And he said, Daughter, be of good comfort. Your faith has made you whole. Go in peace. Now, this woman had heard about Jesus. Let me find the other one. I'm always grabbing the wrong one, you know. I don't want Luke 8. Oh, let me find where the other one is. Hey God, hey God. We'll try Matthew 9. I think there's really, there's got to be, I know there's two. There may be even another account of this. Okay. Matthew 9. Mark 5. Oh, what verse in Matthew 9? I can't find that verse. 18? Yeah, this is the one that she, where she reasoned within herself. This is the, verse 20. Behold, a woman which was diseased with an issue of blood 12 years came behind him and touched the hem of his garment. For she said within herself, she studied it and came to a conclusion within herself. That's exactly what we have to do. If you want to be healed, you have to study and come to a conclusion within yourself that you are healed. Amen. She studied and she said within herself, if I touch his garment, I will be whole. Now with you, there's no if. With her, there was an if. Because Jesus was there physically. And people had to receive from him physically. Unless they could believe that just his word would do it. Which is what we have. So we have his word. And we don't have an if. And Jesus turned him about and said daughter be of good comfort. Your faith has made you whole. So she studied. And understood until her faith formed healing in her body. Everything that you need is made out of faith. Faith is spiritual substance which makes what you need. It manufactures what you need. It makes it on the inside of your spirit. Out of what? Out of other spiritual material. Out of glory material. And so if your faith, if you uh, the more you study God's word, the more your faith is making stuff. You've got a little manufacturing factory on the inside of you making stuff all day long. You meditate on what God's told you. It's making it all day long. You start praying about the things God has told you he's going to do. He's making it all day long. As long as you are engaged with God in faith, he is still making what it is that you desire. Don't let the the making process come to a halt through unbelief. Or through disappointment or discouragement, or or what you consider lack of desire, or anything like that. Let that thing be made on the inside of you by continually studying and feeding your faith. You feed your faith through what you meditate on, what you think about. When you feel a symptom in your body, do you meditate on, by his stripes, I'm healed? Or do you wonder, when am I going to get healed? When is this going to be over? When is God going to change me? See, you're not studying when you do that. You're questioning, you know, whether or not it's fair for you to have this. Jesus already decided it's not fair for you to have it. That, but you got to believe that. You can't keep questioning. When is it going to happen? I just feel so terrible. And, you know, all of that. You've got to have some discipline about you where you don't let that be part of your meditation. But the studying part is something that will bring you great benefit. Because if you keep studying, keep meditating, meditate and study are synonymous words. You know what I'm saying? To study something means to focus on it. Does't mean to memorize some facts for an exam. It means to give it your full attention and so as you as you study and meditate and let God approve of what you produce through your studying, your meditation. If you don't understand something, ask God. He'll answer you. But the same tone, sometimes you ever ask, want to ask God something and you think about it and you say, well, that's just kind of crazy. I've already got the answer to that. You understand what I'm saying? He just brings your mind right back to the same answer you've had all along. You just got off track and started thinking in the natural and got yourself over there in a the corral with the unbelief devil. And so God wants to keep us in faith. But I'm telling you, when you study and he approves... All these people that he blessed with their answer, he approved of their study. They reasoned it out. They meditated out. They thought about themselves in relation to God. He's a man just like I am. He's under authority just like I am. So it's not human ability he's relying on, but it's somebody greater than he is that he's relying on. And so when you start to understand and put things together the right way, you'll come up with the faith to bring in what you desire amen father we thank you for your word and for understanding thank you lord for putting us first in things so that we can receive what we need from you we thank you lord that we are blessed beyond measure beyond measure so we love you and we thank you lord in jesus name amen praise god